Hey guys, Scott Short, Mason W. Mortgage back here again. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Woo! <laughs> Trying to get a clear throat. My license number in MLS number is 225998. My corporate number for Mason Duffy Mortgage in MLS number 1141. Always want to get out of the way because I want to stay compliant, my guys who are watching this stuff. <laughs> okay, we're back in Linda Ferrari's book called The Big Score. Get in it and keep it. I mean, keep your score good, right? So we're in chapter 21 now. We've gone through a lot of chapters, right? So here we go. Chapter 21 is called Identity Theft, which is a very sad, scary, and frustrating thing that happens. And hope it doesn't happen to you. But if it does, let's go through this. Chapter 21, page 233. Imagine what it would be like to wake up one morning to find bills for credit cards you've never applied for, phone bills under your name that don't belong to you, or getting threatening calls from collectors wanting payment for a car you didn't buy. You would probably be confused and frustrated at first. Then that confusion would run, turn into anger and fear once you realize that your credit and your good name have been very uh, severely damaged. <coughs> Sorry. What would you do? How would you undo it? How, how much money has already been spent in your name? How did this happen? How many yous are there out there in the world applying for jobs, credit, and driver's license in your name? Unfortunately, the scenario is exactly what thousands of people experience every day. It's identity theft, and it's growing in the United States at alarming pace. Or rate she calls it, I call it pace. Now, more than ever, a person's identity has become his or her most valuable asset. Protecting the asset is paramount not only for your safety, but also your ability to acquire credit. There's numerous villains out there preying on innocent victims who simply do not know how to protect their identity from being stolen. And there you go. Okay, true story. Utility company fraud. A client of mine, Connor, me and this is Linda Ferrari. Connor owns three successful businesses. In February 2008, he was in the midst of remodeling one of his locations when his assistant received a phone call from a utility company alleging to inform him that the electricity bill has not been paid on the facility <clears throat> that's being remodeled and we scheduled to return off at 5 p.m. that day. Obviously, there was big potential problem with, obviously, th this was a big potential problem for my client. You know, yeah, you're in the middle of something, you get your juice turned off, what the heck, right? You pay the bill? Hmm. Or, right? Connor's uh, assistant called him immediately from a second line and told him what was going on. Connor gave her the credit card information, instructed her to get the situation straightened out right away. The individual representing the electric company advised Connor's assistant that the card was declined. Flustered, Connor gave the assistant another card and number. The representative came back stating the card, too, had been declined. At this point, Connor knew something was going wrong, and, this, and his assumption was right. The woman on the other line was actually an inmate calling from prison. Oh, Lord have mercy. The woman on the other line was actually an inmate calling from prison. I had to read it twice, you know. She was already successfully racked up $1,000 in charges on Connor's card by the time Connor hung up the phone. The nature of identity theft is, cha is changing rapidly. Their thieves become more and more clever at obtaining information. They'll break into cars, not for a fancy stereo, but for bank statements carelessly left in the back seat. They'll dig through the trash and toss out credit card applications. They'll even ask uh, point blank for information of unknown victims and realize the danger will simply give them uh, what they want. Good to know that. I always shred my stuff up. So, but some of these things I get, I should probably shred too. 
Woof. Thought to self, right? <laughs> Note to self. That's weird. The fact about identity theft. Identity theft can be prevented. I cannot stress enough how important it is for you to protect your information. Your personal identity should be safeguarded just as you would protect your family and your home. Material possessions can be insured and replaced. Identities are one of a kind, and although damage can be repaired, it's much easier to prevent the situation from happening. <clears throat> I concur. <clears throat> Excuse me. Learning, learning the facts about identity theft will prevent you from falling victim. Following, let's see, following are a handful. Following, bleh, following are a handful of statistics taken from <clears throat> HTTP colon slash slash www.privacyrights.org slash AR slash ID theft survey.htm. Okay. The official website for the Privacy Rights Clearinghouse, a nonprofit consumer rights organization. Bullet point one. Identity theft is now the fastest growing crime in America. Bullet point number two. For the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, the consumer federal ration of Americans, let's see, Per the Federal Trade Commission and the Consumer Federation of America, approximately 9 out of 10 million consumers become victims of identity theft every year. It's back in 2008, okay, or 6. 2006, you say. This, uh, this crime costs consumers approximately $5 billion a year in banks and situations more than $50 billion annually to cover the total amount stolen. Online transactions are the least used method of ID theft, yet the method consumers fear most. It's used to be the used to be that consumers were only responsible for paying fifty bucks for fraudulent charges made for their credit cards, but creditors have changed their contracts. In the case, if you do not notify the creditor within sixty day period that charges do not belong to you, you can be personally responsible for some of the charges in full. This is why it's important to check your statements and credit reports as often as possible. It's estimated that five percent of the annual ten million identity theft victims are children who are under age 18. What the heck? You can't get credit under 18, but the bad guys do. Urgh. Okay. True story. A daughter was a victim. When I heard the statistics, I was stunned. I immediately called one of my credit bureaus and asked them to look up my daughter's social security number to see if she had been, she had a credit file established. When they asked how old she was, I told them she's 14. At that point, they basically told me not to worry because the chances were very slim that would be a victim of identity theft. When I pursued and insisted on speaking to management, stating that I was concerned and wanted to, someone to look up a social security number, I finally got my way and guess what? She did a file. Someone applied for credit using her social security number, but was unsuccessful, which is good and scary. Credit tip. There's a, <clears throat> there is a, Incredibly important. Don't just settle for a part, excuse me, a pat answer. When it comes to credit bureaus, you have to dig deeper. Despite what you say to make, despite what they say to make you go away, you have to be insistent in your request. Your financial future and your children's future, you will have a right to protect it. That begins with you and asserting your rights now. Next page. <clears throat> page 226. How identities are stolen. Despite the best efforts of managing the, the flow of your personal information or to keep yourself getting into the mind of a criminal is a tough thing to do. Trying to figure out the, main, the many methods of criminal knows to steal your, 
to steal from us, we'll always leave them in the driver's seat. Identity thieves know a million and one ways to steal personal information. There are so there are some recent data breaches, and which we've seen some credit companies lately, or credit reporting bureaus have got popped. And a couple, like say Facebook, and other people got you know lost some data, right? Or that's just recent stuff, not the old seven eight stuff. Okay, data breach facts per privacy rights clearinghouse are uh, PRC financials, a nonprofit consumer rights organization, roughly. 230 million data records contain information such as social security numbers, credit card account numbers, loan account information, and other personal information have been compromised in the United States since January 2005. Okay, this is talking about 2005, 6, 7, 8, so that's what the, when they're looking at in the book, but you know, you and I have probably noticed probably more because we're almost 15 years later. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. The top Five data breaches listed in the PRC, the Privacy Right Clearinghouse. Most recent reports chronological of data breaches are as follows. Number one, card systems had 40 million credit card numbers stolen from the database by computer hackers. City Financial lost 3.9 million financial records. iBill had more than 17 million data records stolen. An employee of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs had 28.6 million data records stolen. Federal Trade Commission settled a data breach complaint in which data breaches have affected more than 100 million accounts against TJX, which is TJ Maxx, right? Marshalls, um, Winners, HomeSense, AJ Wright, TK Maxx, and other retail stores located throughout the United States. Lovely. I advised you to visit http colon slash slash triple w privacy rights.org slash ar slash cron c h r o n data breach dash es dot htm and read the important documents there it is tremendously important that every consumer understands the extent in which identity theft invades impacts their lives you need to be aware of the facts that odds are decidedly against consumers as a whole, if our major creditors continue to lose our information and identity. Okay, other ways identity is stolen. Stealing personal information from a wallet or a purse. Lost or stolen wallets and purses are still number one method of identity theft. Going through mail or trash looking for items like bank statements, credit card statements, or pre-approved credit card offers. Okay, redirecting mail by submitting a change of address from a, for, a form to the post office, acquiring credit reports by pretending to be a potential landlord or employee, or employer, pretending to be a creditor, calling the phone number or phone to update account information, getting information from employment records, phishing scams on the internet, posing as creditors or bank asking to update the personal information, uh, computer viruses sent to your computer through email or pop-ups. Once clicked, these viruses rush through the computer looking for personal authentication. Ugh, that's horrible. Door-to-door salesman. Yes, believe it or not, people are still going door-to-door and you hand handing checks to them. Oh, snap. Okay. Medically, medical identity theft is on the rise. This is the sad part. Belief, believe it or not, identity thieves are people. Really? Hmm, other computers. When these thieves suffer illness, when these thieves suffer an illness or injury, they go to the emergency room and for treatments the same as we do. There is between us and them, they don't give their information, they give other people's information. 
may be yours. They, uh, the way you find this out is to start and receive medical bills for, uh, for treatments you, you have and collection notices too. It's important for you to know that although you have not, you're not liable for the bill unless you handle the situation immediately using some of the collection identity theft strategies outlined throughout the book. You risk unpaid items being reported on your credit report. The key is not to ignore one of these bills because avoidance will undoubtedly wreak havoc on your credit score. Makes sense. Identity theft and the decedents, deceased. This is the sad part. Another astonishing fact about identity theft is that even families of deceased individuals are, un, are, are vulnerable. Identity thieves obtain information about deceased individuals by watching the obituaries, stealing death certificates, and acquiring information from websites that offer social security index and files. Here are some of the help, the tips to help you make sure that you are not burdened by further uh, difficulties of managing your way through the death of a loved one. Immediately contact the three credit bureaus in writing and request that a deceased alert be placed. That's good. I'm going to do that myself because my mom has passed away. So let's do it. So deceased. Okay. I raised it down myself. Okay. We're doing this now. Okay. Deceased. Okay. Bureaus. Cool. See? Reading the book is good. Deceased and alert placed in the credit report. Each credit bureau has specific guidelines to follow. So, so it's important that you call each credit bureau to ask those uh, guidelines are. Here are the contact numbers. Equifax, 800-685-1111. Experian, 888-397-3742. TransUnion, 800-916-8800. Not sure those numbers are still valid because I'm almost 15 years old, but maybe. Try them out. Okay, be sure to send each letter by certified mail. Include a copy of the death certificate and request a copy of the seed's credit report so that you can also check to make sure that identity theft hasn't already taken place. Okay, I like that. I'm putting earmark on this thing. I'm marking this page here, so I'm gonna come back to two things later. Okay, many notify all credit card companies, mortgage companies, and, and if applicable collection agencies of the death. Uh, they also require that you use specific procedures at, at this time. Their surviving spouse or, or, or executor will need to discuss all outstanding debts and how they will the debts dealt with at a time. If you find this, the deceased has already incurred identity theft following the, the specific guidelines that I've outlined later in the chapter. Okay. Number four, notify the parties first by telephone and immediately in writing. Okay, how to prevent identity theft. Opt, opt out, okay, so I like this one. Opt out of, the, of receiving pre-approved credit report file offers in email. So basically if you go to uh, Triple W opt O P T out O U T pre P R E screen S C R E N dot com. So opt out pre com is a place you want to go on the internet and opt out either for five years on the internet or for life. They're gonna send you a postcard and you gotta fill it out. Or call the number 1-888-567-8688 or 1885-OPT-OUT. There you go. Two, check credit reports regularly to make sure the information being reported is accurate. Number three, get a, get a cross-cut uh, paper shredder to shred every document of personal uh, to steal identity theft. That's, that makes sense because you don't put stuff in your recycle box because people are getting stuff out of there. Ugh. Okay, keep going. Four, never give out a credit card number, social security number, or other personal information to someone over the phone. Yeah, because they ask for the full social security number and say, uh, that'd be no end. Heck no. Very last three digits, but that's all you get. Okay, uh, credit tips. If someone calls or emails you asking you to verify information on the account, 
hang up the phone and call the creditor back at the phone number on the statement. Yes, because the identity thief guys, you know, there you go. So that's a good tip, very good tip. Always keep your computer anti-spy and anti-software up. Yes, up to date. Number six, check bank statements uh, each and every month to make sure they're correct. Yes. Seven, sign up for a credit watch program that will send an alert whenever there's activity. Good idea. And then uh, number eight, make a copy of everything in your wallet and keep it somewhere safe so you have immediate access to your phone numbers that if you become a victim. That must make sense if you, when you, let, when you travel in a country, to make a copy of your, 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 your credit cards front and back and leave with somebody here in the United States. So if something happens, it's a credit card that you can call the people in the United States. Say, hey, give me the number of the back of that thing. What's the number of the front thing? So you have access to it versus somebody stole it. You have no access to anything. That's my tip. <laughs> credit tip from Linda. If you live in an area conducive to severe uh, weather conditions, such as hurricanes, floods, and tornadoes, I recommend that you send your credit information to a family member or a trusted individual located in another area. Or if you're confident that uh, your safety deposit box would be safe through weather conditions, information there. Okay. Number nine, only process online credit card transactions if the site has a secured icon. You don't talk about the icon down the bottom box, right? So it's a lock, right? Um, or URL address change from HTTP to HTTPS secure. So, as, so when you see the HTTPS, that means it's secure, right? So check for that too. Find out if the state is, uh, has instituted a, a security freeze law to protect people who are considered thieves uh, themselves at risk for any reason. That's good. Okay, what to do if you become a victim of identity theft? Okay, if you are a victim of identity theft, take the following four steps. Number one, place a fraud alert on your credit report and review your credit reports. Okay, that's good. Then number two, close account that you know or believe has been uh, tampered with and open uh, that with with or open uh, fraudulently. Okay, close account sounds good. Good play. Then number five, uh, number three. Sorry, file a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission. Okay. Then number four, file a report with the local police. Yes, because you can file a report with the police to make sure it's real. Because following a filing a false police report is a felony or is it mean misdemeanor? I'm not sure which one is. It's one of the bad things. <laughs> so never file a false police report. That's bad. Okay. Tips on how to recover your credit after identity theft. Recovering your identity theft, recovering from identity theft can be extremely difficult. However, if you follow the guidelines outlined above from the Federal Trade Commission and use some of the following tips, you'll be able to move forward. Okay, here we go. Uh, here are some of the tips to help consumers recover from identity theft. Num uh, bullet point number one. Do everything that you can do to avoid identity theft by following the recommendations laid out in this chapter. Number two. File the, Federal Trade, file the FTC Federal Trade Commission recommendation documentation immediately. Don't wait. So go to www.ftc.gov and just, just put an identity theft in. There's a whole bunch of stuff there, right? Go there and I'll, I'll walk you through a whole system or a whole list of things to do. Then next one says, um, okay. send all correspondence via certified mail to prove delivery. You will need proof of delivery should be a creditor or credit bureau resist removal of an item of identity theft from your credit reports, yes. You have, you have proof they got it. Keep log of everything, yes. Visit FTC, Federal Trade Commission, identity theft website, which I said. Fight back against identity theft at uh, http colon slash slash www.ftc.gov slash bcp, so boy, cat, Paul, I guess you would call it, slash edu. So edu slash uh, microsites, M-I-C-R-O-S-I-T-E-S, 
S-I-T-E-S, whoo, slash ID theft, slash index.html. Woo-ha. Just go to the Federal Trade Commission website. It'll be faster. <laughs> okay, important. Check your credit report every two to three months for uh, at least one year. So you can go to the you can go to annualcreditreport.com, get a free one bureau every, you know, one bureau per year. So you can pull every, what, four months? Every four months you can get one free. Okay. So pull one every four months. That's the free version, right? Because four times three is 12, right? Boom. Do a math lesson. Next bullet. Continue to maintain, manage all your open accounts. Do not stop paying because of identity theft issues on your accounts. Okay. Last one. You may want to check your criminal. Right you may want to check your criminal history report just to save. You can check this Federal Bureau of Investigation. So that's trip. That's uh, HTTP uh, colon slash slash triple W F B I dot G O V slash H Q slash C J I S D slash F prequest dot HTML. That's kind of weird. Okay, the real deal. So finish the chapter. Turn it really quick. Identity theft can make you feel violated on doing the damage to your, of your credit score and your life can be frustrating, long and unsettling, not to mention the invasive feeling someone has been posing as you. The best defense against identity theft is reduce your vulnerability to, to be proactive and join a credit watch program so that you can check your credit report every three to four months. Remember, as a consumer, it is ultimately up to you, up to us to protect your greatest asset. Being aware of the following guidelines above can do can go a long way to keep you your personal identity safe, private, and secure. A final note regarding identity theft. It's important to know that this area of credit is ever evolving and new scams are always cropping up. For this reason, it's very important to stay on top of your, your last on the last scams. You can find that on Linda's website if it's still up and available. I don't know. So that's the end of chapter 21. Next time we'll go to chapter 22, taking action. Thanks, guys.